This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. All right, you guys, transitioning on, I think the big news, Sam, I'm always thinking, what what am I? What are we going to talk about today? I think the big news is Brandon Ayoub. I think that's what I want to talk about. And there's been some rumblings out there that people are approaching the 49ers with trades. And then there's been some rumors that maybe the 49ers are exploring, would they trade Ayoub? So this has got me thinking because I think, we always talk about the window and they would be nuts to trade him this year. Absolutely insane. Why would you trade your best pure wide receiver this year? He has two years left with, after they exercise his, they have exercises options. So he's going to be here for two more years. Why, why would you do that? Why? But we've seen in the past with the Forrest Buckner, Niners had put a price on him. Buckner wanted more than of trading him. Mike McGlinchey, they admitted that, man, maybe they should have traded him last year, that they explored to trade him last year because then he he walks away with nothing. I think Ayuk is going to be here this year, barring, you know, just a crazy offer that they get. But next year, if he's not somebody that the Niners see in their long-term plans, or he's not somebody that the Niners think they could sign long-term, I could see them trading him. And I was able to smoke their spire, and it seems like there's a lot of smoke right now. And Ayuk has come out and said some things, too. Um, he tweeted about being a fourth option and still getting a thousand yards. And he actually wasn't the fourth option. And I'll get into that a little bit, but um, I can see where I, I think they should bring him in long-term, but I could see a world where he's not, I could see a world where maybe we're looking at the last season of Brandon. Ayuk. So this is where I feel like Kyle's system shines a little bit where you feel like you can get rid of a Brandon Ayuk and replace him with equivalent production, maybe not from a first round pick, but maybe from another source because Brandon Ayuk coming into the draft, he was, he was rated pretty decently well, but there are other receivers rated ahead of him. There's Jerry Judy and CD lamb and, and Ayuk was the third receiver taken that year. So I think that that in itself shows that Kyle's system can really make something out of a receiver that has talent, but really is, is a, a fantastic scheme fit more than anything. I think that he fits the scheme perfectly in what, what Kyle wants, wants him to do. A lot of people have talked about maybe Debo being redundant because of Christian McCaffrey being there. I don't buy that. I think that if they just let Debo be a wide receiver and not, not a gadget guy, he would be, he would be much, much more useful than, than, than he was saved last year. But 
I don't know. I think that they feel like they can draft a receiver and develop them. Then you might be seeing the last year of Van Ayuk. You might be seeing that because you're running into a situation where your core is now getting older and those guys are all under their second contracts and you have to resign them, resign them all. And there's a limited amount of cap to go around. So who do you look at? Ayuk might be one of those guys. I said that I had uh, a hot take that I was uh, kind of either sitting on or, or still trying to formulate and Zane hinted at it. And that was that I feel like Debo Samuel uh, or Christian McCaffrey has made Debo Samuel a little bit redundant in the San Francisco 49ers offense. Really? And, you really that too? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually think that that is true. You do not. I, and I think it is true. And I look at, I look at Debo Samuel as uh, if you just look at Debo Samuel as a pure wide receiver, Debo Samuel in 2021, there was no wide receiver in the NFL who dropped more passes than Debo Samuel. He dropped 12, right? And his value in 2021 came when he started running the ball more, right? And he became damn near unstoppable. Now, granted, he did have a, what was it, almost 1,400 yards. So it's not like, it's not. I'm not saying that he can't be a wide receiver one, but they didn't use him like that last year. And it felt weird. And and I don't know if that had to do more with Debo's contract situation and essentially his, his holdout or his hold in, if you will, before his extension, um, you know, not necessarily uh, ready for, for camp. Uh, I do know that there were reports from beat reporters that when he showed up to camp, he, he did look out of shape. He looked bigger. Um, <clears throat> but the other thing about Debo Samuel is that that contract that he has uh, right now in 2023, his cap hit is only $8.6 million. But in 2024, that cap hit jumps to 285 that's his cap hit next year. Mm-hmm. And then if you add on Brandon Ayuk's fourth or sorry, fifth year option, that's 14 million. So now you're paying 32 and a half million dollars to two wide receivers. And th- that doesn't necessarily seem like a recipe for uh, successful roster management. Now you could get Brandon's fifth year option, right? Exercise that. And they're going to, and then work out a long-term extension with him, which would lower that cap hit next year so that he and Debo aren't having massive cap hits at the same time because Debo's contract also is after this season is only two more years, right? It was a four year uh, extension. And so you could, you could craft a contract extension for Ayuk that would essentially have lower cap hits when Debo is still on the team. And then his big cap hit comes once Debo is gone, right? Cause Debo is signed through his uh, age 29 season. And, and to me, Brandon Ayuk offers you more as a wide receiver than Debo Samuel does. He's a better route runner. He gets more separation and he has more reliable hands. And so if I am trying to plan for my future, I think my future is brighter with Ayuk than it is with 
Debo. And that's no shade to Debo at all. At all. I love Debo Samuel. He's a bowling ball with knives when he runs with the football. Like it, it's it's so much fun to watch him. But his versatility is not necessarily as needed anymore as it was prior to Christian McCaffrey's arrival. And that's where I think it becomes a little bit redundant. I will be interested to see what the offense looks like next year. If Debo is uh, doing more uh, just traditional receiver uh, role, if you will. But I, if I had to choose between Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, I would choose Brandon Ayuk. And that, that's just my opinion. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And, and Debo didn't have a great season. Uh, you know, he... he put on the Superman act in 2021, but in 2022, he had a lot of the lowest numbers of his career. His yards per target was 6.7. In his career, 2019, it was 9.9, 8.9 in 2020, 11.6 in 2021 when he was an all pro, just down to 6.7 last year. Catch percentage in his career from 2019 on, 70.4%, 75%. 63.6%. This year was down to 59.6%. His yards per reception, 14.1 in 2019, 11.8 in 2020, 18.2 in 2021, and 11.3 this year. So, so that was the lowest of his career. He he didn't have his best season by any stretch of the imagination. Now, Ayuk said in this tweet, so I thought it was kind of interesting. He said, 1K is the fourth option in a run-first offense, with laugh emojis. I'm as real as it get word to little baby and SG. I don't know what any of that means. I'm ready to stand on business every time you're four. So he's basically saying he was the fourth option in the offense and he still put up these numbers. And I started to think about it. And I'm like, wait, was he really the fourth option in the offense? So I went and looked at it now targets per game. Now in the passing offense, he was pretty much the second option targets per game. Debo had 7.2 to lead the team. Ayuk was second at 6.8. So he was second in in targets per game in the passing offense. Kittle was at 5.7. McCaffrey was at 5.9. Now, touches, he is third. You know, McCaffrey is the first option. Debo was the second. And then I'd say Ayuk was the third. I'd say the fourth option in the offense right now is George Kittle. So Ayuk is somewhere between two and three, maybe depending on the game type thing, if he's more involved than Debo is. Obviously, the offense pretty much goes through McCaffrey right now. But Ayuk did the most with his targets. So he had 8.9 yards per target. Him and Kittle both did. And then McCaffrey had 7.1 and Debo, like I said, was 6.7. So I think to your point, Brian, I think Brandon Ayuk is the best wide receiver on, on the football team. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. And we're, it's going to be interesting to see where the Niners want, want to go with this. Now, we talked however long ago about we think there's a two-year window where over all these players where they pretty much have two seasons left. So – by the time Ayuk is a free agent, you're going to have um, Eric Armstead's contract's going to be up. Trent Williams likely won't be on the team. Christian McCaffrey, eh, you know, he's a running back. He takes a lot of hits. Is he going to be there in three years? I don't know. Debo, 
is he, is he gone after two years? So obviously they're going to have to replace these players too. They're going to need a left tackle. They have to replace Eric Armstead. Um, Hargrave's contract will be up in three years, but they can get out of it anyway. So there's going to be a lot of people they have to pay to replace. But the point of this is they'll also have the money to pay Brandon Ayuk if they want to. Right. They should have the cash to do that. And I mean, well, we'll see if this team ever has a quarterback that they want to pay. Maybe it's Kirk Cousins. Who knows? But oh, God. the money will be there to pay him. So it's his future is really interesting because I think he's a guy with the arrow pointed up, but he may also say to them, listen, this is what you guys are offering me. If I go on the open market, I'm getting 20 mil a year. Somebody's going to pay me as a number one. And that really, that might happen. You saw what Christian Kirk got paid because they felt, Jacksonville felt he could be a number one. I think if Ayuk goes out there, there's a lot of teams that are saying this dude is, is a number one receiver in our in our passing offense. So it's really interesting to see where, where this whole thing goes in the next year plus. I think he's a franchise candidate. He's a franchise tag candidate for sure. Yeah, but he'll, I don't think he'll, I think he'd lose his mind. But but the thing is, I know I know. But the thing is, is that in order to keep keep him under team control, at least for for one more year after the contract expires, they'll they'll probably consider it. And the reason why is because, like you said, it takes one crazy deal to reset the market, and that was Christian Kirk's deal, right? After that, all of the receiver deals were just like crazy; they were ridiculous. So, I think to guard themselves against that, the Niners can can ensure that at least if they franchise him, they'll get something in return if somebody else signs him. If he declines the if he if he signs somebody else, or he becomes a trade candidate if he just doesn't want to play here anymore, right? And then you can get something back for him. But I don't know, Al, if they sign him to a long term deal, and this is why. You have 